Welcome to Vegan Business Talk with Katrina Fox, author of Vegan Ventures, Start and Grow an Ethical Business. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of Vegan Business Talk. I'm Katrina Fox, journalist, media trainer and editor of veganbusinessmedia.com, the multimedia blog providing success tips for vegan business owners and entrepreneurs. In this episode, I interview Wanda Malhotra from Surya Brazil, a natural beauty company in Brazil. Wanda, who founded the business with her mother, Clelia Angelon, in 1995, moved to New York from Brazil in 2012 to help grow Surya Brazil's business in the US, Canada and major markets around the world. The company's products, which include henna cream and powder and skincare solutions, are now sold in 40 countries. Wanda and Clelia are dedicated to sustainability and creating the healthiest, natural, organic and vegan products possible. They've been immersed in the world of Ayurvedic and organic living their entire lives. Ingredients used in their products are sustainably harvested from the Amazon rainforest and natural botanicals from around the world. Wonder and Clelia are determined to build a brand that not only creates natural healthy products, but one that gives back to society and the environment. To this end, they created Surya Solidarity, the brand's social division that focuses on animal protection, environmental preservation, educational transformation and human rights. In this interview, Wanda talks about the one thing natural beauty product manufacturers must get right and focus on, which most don't, how community partnerships help brand loyalty, the importance of certifications to gain customers' trust, a key strategy to offer retailers to get them to love your brand, what to take into account if you're considering exporting your products internationally, how to make your staff feel special and love working for you, and much more. Here's the interview with Wanda Malhotra from Surya, Brazil. Hello, Wanda. Thank you very much for joining me today. Hi, Katrina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, uh, really excited about interviewing you because I only recently um, found out about your wonderful company. And the more I learn about it, the more inspired I am because, you know, you really are a wonderful example of of business for good and, and you know, a really socially responsible um, business. So very keen to uh, to chat with you today. So let's start with the first question, which is what I ask everyone. And it's all about the why. So it's about, you know, why do you run your business? What are your drivers or your purpose? Um. Well, this is a mother and daughter company, and the way I was raised, and my mom and I, we always were very keen on giving back, on rescuing, rescuing animals, and, and doing what's healthy for the body, for the mind. So that has been a part of my life since, since I was born, since I know myself as a, as a person. <laughs> I have uh, worked with that. We had organic gardens in our house. Uh, even I, I, I lived with my grandmother and my mom and my great grandmother. So we had beauty rituals with, um, aloe vera, with passion fruit seeds. We used to do so many things on Sundays together, you know, all the girls just taking care of each other, cooking from our organic, um, gardens. So this was, this was part of growing up when, um, I was old enough to start working with my mother, she suggested that we open a business based on our values, based on what we believe. And I thought that was fantastic. I said, this is what I want to do. So um, we started a, 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 the hair color. We started importing henna from India. But there was a challenge because the henna was only allowing us to color gray hair with one color, which was like orange, red. And not everybody wants to have red hair. So we started researching in the Amazon forest for ingredients, for other natural pigments that could color the hair, color the gray, and treat at the same time. Because I think if you're going to, to apply any hair color in your hair, it's not just for the purpose of coloring. You want to treat your hair. You want your hair to be soft and shiny. So 
we for years we we researched in the Amazon. We launched the henna blend that we have. It's a unique henna blend that is mixed with herbs and fruits and nuts from the Amazon forest. Then we launched the rest of the line as years went by. But the, what, what our main goal was to provide healthy products for for our customers. We, My mom and I, because we were raised so organic and natural, we are very sensitive to anything that's chemical. So we could never apply anything chemical on our face or on our our hair. So makeup is something that, you know, we rarely use. And when we do, it's natural. If, you know, coloring hair, it has to be natural because our scalp will will feel that, you know, the, the chemical reactions on it. So we started doing that. And the rescuing animals and helping the environment, that was part of our our values growing up. That was part of our existence. So there was nothing new that we added to our life. We just made it into a business. So, so giving back for us, I think is our main, the core value of the business and our passion. So if we are going to launch a product and it's bad for the environment or it's not giving back to some, in some kind of way, either it's education, either it's animal rescue or environment, we, we're not happy with it. We don't launch the product. We don't, we don't start the the new line. So that, that's what we consider every time we are going to launch a product or we're going to, you know, start a new project. We always see how are we going to be giving back with this new project? Who are we going to be helping? Because, you know, it's not only about the profit with us. It's about, it's, it's a holistic approach to, to everything. You can't just think about the profit. You can't just think about um, being healthy because you also need, it's, it's, a, it's a company. A company needs to be sustainable in every way, financially and also environmentally and, and, and give back. So we have projects with children, foster homes, educational projects. Um, we partner with schools, with other organizations, nonprofit organizations. We partner sometimes with the government in Sao Paulo. We have a, a partnership with the government of the city that we help clean the water of our rivers that are polluted with uh, the wastewater that we produce. Our wastewater is so clean that it actually helps clean the river. So we have- Wow, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's have amazing. The river and fertilize <laughs> sugarcane plantations. So we do that, we have this project. We are very close with our suppliers that um, source fair trade, that you know whatever they, they source for us, they are growing that back. They're putting it back in, into nature. So everything that we have, all the herbs, fruits, nuts, everything we have in our products, they are sustainably harvested. That means we are not taking it away from nature and not putting it back. We're always putting it back. Uh, I own a farm in the Amazon region where one of our main ingredients, which is called burichi, grows there. And it's really cool because whenever, I mean, we don't source it from our farm yet, but whenever we go to our farm, we get to eat what we are putting in our, our beauty products. So it's, it's pretty cool. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as I say, it's such a good example of, you know, like you say, running a business, you've got to make a profit in order to, to stay in business, but it's so good that you can, you know, you're not doing it at the expense of people, animals and planet. And I think we, we need to, you know, see so many more businesses take this model. And I think you're an absolutely wonderful example. So thank you for sharing that. Now on that, that subject, um, what I found with, you know, particularly talking to other vegan business owners and entrepreneurs across all sectors, you know, particularly things like food or fashion um, and all the rest of it, what they're finding is because, you know, like the more ethical the product, you know, whether it's organic, sustainable, vegan or socially responsible, they generally have to be priced higher because, uh, you know, animal agriculture industries are subsidized, therefore things are cheaper. Um, So I'm just wondering, is that something that you uh, either find or have found when you started up? Um, and, and, and if so, how did you deal with that challenge? Yes, when we started out, it was it, it was quite challenging uh, to find the the right suppliers to source these um, ingredients for you because in the beginning, when we in '95 when we started, 
the natural world in Brazil, although we have the Amazon forest, we have so much, you know, to, to offer, um, we didn't have anybody who could actually work with that. Now we have good suppliers that are there, they're sourcing sustainably. But in the beginning, it, it was, you know, we were going to the Amazon forest, we were talking to the natives, we were sourcing very, very little quantities because we were actually, um, you know, like dealing with, with the natives and not with, with big companies that now we have big companies sourcing that. But in the beginning, it was very hard because we couldn't have uh, large quantities because, it, you know, it's limited how much you can you can get of the raw material. And yes, it was expensive because it, there wasn't a, a production line of this. We had to go and source it ourselves. So it, it was a, it was very a very small business in Brazil. Now it's growing, and we're very happy to have you know other companies doing the same thing as we're doing with you know body care, skin care, hair care, because that gives us more opportunity to source ingredients. And every, every company has so much to offer that it's, I think we all complete ourselves. We don't really compete directly. We complete each other and we help each other grow. And I think the more the natural market grows, the better it is for the customers and for the environment, for everyone, for the animals. So I think this is, it's, it's great that there's a trend and that natural organic vegan products are growing because this is helping our world more than really, you know, causing competition or it's, I don't see it as a negative thing. I see it as a very positive thing that we're having more. So in the beginning it was hard even to find um, chemists who were willing not to test on animals because we have uh, in the beginning in Brazil, we, we hired uh, a team of chemists, biologists, pharmacists, and even people we have a person that works with us since we started Surya Brazil, and we've 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 known her for 35 years now, she is actually native descendant, and she helped us with her knowledge. Although she's not a chemist or a pharmacist or a biologist, she had the practical knowledge of ingredients. Of you know, like you have a headache, you use this herb. You have a stomachache, you use that herb. So her her knowledge, her experience from from growing up with her native family helped us so much in our business and the chemists when we told them we're not testing on animals no but all the labs require no we're gonna have find a lab that doesn't require so for many 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 years in brazil it was very hard to convince our health ministry that listen we don't need to test on animals this doesn't need to be tested on a on a mouse or a bunny rabbit this this is a natural product and we can test it on ourselves, on people. And there's other ways that we can test without, you know, using animals for it. So it was a big challenge. I'm not going to say it was easy because it wasn't, but it was worth it. And we are so proud that today we have laws in so many countries, Brazil also, in Sao Paulo, that we are not going to test on animals. And that, yeah. that makes us very happy. <laughs> Fantastic. So as you've grown in a business, because obviously you've been around since 95, you know, very, mm -hmm. um, you know, established business, 21 years. So yes. if those are some of your challenges when you started out, then as what have some been some of the challenges? How have they changed over the years as you've grown as a business? Well, first of all, I think the animal testing was a huge deal because not not having to test on animals, not being mandatory to test on animals allows us to 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 be vegan allows us to get certifications. I think what has changed, I mean, we still have challenges, of course, but what has changed is that now that we have much more support than we had before. We have support from the government. We have support from retailers, from customers, from suppliers, and the customers today, they are so much more engaged than they were in the past because they were so used to, uh, Chemical products were kind of like technology for them. So traditional uh, hair dye that contains peroxide, PPD, ammonia, was something that they related to, oh, this is, this is technology. But at the same time, this is not, this is harming my health. This is not good for, I'm breathing this in, 
I'm, I'm, my skin is absorbing all these chemicals and they started having reactions. And now we have a lot of engagement, not, not only with the products, but also with our cause. So we have um, customers who call us and say, I want to volunteer in that um, environmental event that you're going to do. You're going to plant those trees at the park. You're going to restore the park. We want to go with you. So we restored a park that was... Now it's a park, we can call it a park, but it was a dumpster close to our factory in Brazil. And the community was very scared of that area because people were using drugs there, people were being raped. And when we cleaned it out with the help, not only of our staff, of the government, but also of our customers, our customers came to us and said, we want to help restore this. Today, the community that had you know, people doing drugs, everything was, it was a dumpster, this, this area. Today, it's a park where kids play, where the community can have a vegetable garden. We're growing fruit trees. We have so much going on there. And all the, the toys for the playground, all the, the jungle gym was made from recycled material, used tires, pal wood pallets. So, and, and we didn't build this it wasn't Surya Brazil who built this for the community. We got together with the community and we did it together. So I think that's that's the difference than when we started. When we started, we had these ideas of sustainability, of giving back that people thought, they looked at us and they said, you are dreamers. This is never going to happen. And now it's happening and we're not the only companies who are doing it because we, if, if we're the only company doing this it it won't escalate but when you yeah. have a lot of companies doing it it escalates and we see so many other companies now adopting um, areas and making it into parks and schools and you know just so many educational projects going on it's beautiful it's really beautiful so i think Fantastic. that yeah, yeah i think that it, we're we're making great improvements so you've gone out of your way to gain several certifications to demonstrate your commitment to sustainability and other social justice issues. As a business, why did you decide to do this? We decided it, it is a, a great investment. Uh, we are not a huge corporation where we still consider ourselves a small business, although we have a good uh, outreach. We are a small company and it's a family owned business still. So we decided to give our customers as much confidence as possible on our products. And I think that if you want your customers to trust you, you have to you have to give them proof that you, yes, you are vegan, you are natural, you're giving back your fair trade. So when we decided to uh, partner with these, with these certifications, because these companies that certify us, they are very, very serious, very reliable and well-known globally. So, we, because we are selling today to 40 countries, we said we need to have as much certifications as possible so our customers feel that they can trust us, that they can look us up in these other um, companies that certify the products and brands and verify and, and audit us, you know, what ingredients are you using? Is it safe? Is it vegan? Is it organic? Is it natural? So... There, there. These there's these certifications we have. They we go through an audit. Like EcoCert is very strict, and Leaping Bunny and Vegan.org and Cruelty Free Pizza. They're all very strict. So if they give you a certification, that means you've been through a very, very long process and strict process to get them. And customers know because customers. Uh, they are very knowledgeable. They know exactly what to look for in a product, ingredient-wise, certification-wise. They know how to look at your product and say, okay, this is a product I can trust. And I think trust is, is one of the most important things in a relationship, either it's between two people or a company and a customer. I think that's, that's really important. That's why we uh, go out of our way to invest more on certifications and we invest our time we do all you know kinds of investment because it is important 
Very important. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you. That's great. I appreciate you sharing that. So now your your products, as you mentioned, you started out, you know, very small, sourcing your own raw materials. Now, as you mentioned, your, your products are available um, in 40 countries, which is amazing. Thanks. Can you talk us a little bit through how that happened? Like, because I know there's going to be people listening that are maybe just starting out, you know, with their, their vegan products and they kind of dream of, you know, having yeah. the kind of success that you're having. Can you talk us a little bit about, you know, some of the ways that you you went about making that happen um we actually what we did was we we started selling in brazil in 95 in 97 uh i went to new york i remember it was july 97 and we decided that we wanted to export we thought it was very important to export and we started selling in new york i went to a few stores and they were good stores. They accepted our product very, very well. And we, we did our first sales. We opened the company. We made our first sales. And when they, they saw the potential of the product, because they, they bought a little bit of each color and they put, we only had the hair colors at the time. And I thought, you know, maybe in a month I'll call them back. I'll see how it goes and we'll start the relationship slowly. They called me after a week and said, we're out of stock. We sold everything. <laughs> and I said, what? One week? Oh, my gosh. And we were, like, panicking because we didn't even plan for selling what, we, what they purchased in a week. We thought, oh, it's going to take them a month or even more. We're going to have a demo program. We're going to have to really struggle <laughs> to get this rolling. But it wasn't. And then that's – so we started actually selling in New York. It's not like we started – we didn't um, build a huge organization or we didn't have a huge warehouse. We started very, very small. It was a small operation. But the the amount of products we sold in such little time were like, oh, my gosh, we need to really um, structure ourselves and invest in this market because it's good. And then from and, and then in New York, we had our uh, first export to Japan because our our, our Japanese um distributors came to New York, saw our product, asked around, oh, how is this product selling? And the retailers the retailer said, this is amazing. This product is really natural. It sells. It, it has great performance. It covers grays. It does this. It does that. So they were so happy that the, the Japan, they called us and they said, listen, we want to import your product. So our, first, our second um, country was Japan. And we have the same distributors until this day, and they're doing very well, expanding. So, and then from there, it started and with Switzerland and then France and then England. And, and then we started just expanding from there. And, and although uh, we don't have a huge marketing budget, I think the word of mouth is really strong. People talk about, you know, sh the, the product and what it does to their health and to their hair. And it just, it, it goes, it spreads like fire. <laughs> That's the best form of marketing, really, isn't it? Yeah. That recommendation and word of mouth. I really love that you share that because what I really love about that is you started out, from what, if I'm understanding it correctly, you actually went directly to you know a small number of retailers yourself, and then um, then ended up with uh, dealing with distributors, which I think is 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 quite interesting and inspiring. Because sometimes people think, oh, you know, I've got to get a distributor straight away, but that's not necessarily the the case I'm hearing. So let's talk a little bit about how. I know obviously in the beginning that um, that that was great. So what about nowadays? Like how open our retailers and distributors to How your open? oh they are yeah. yeah they are very very open uh i think we work today with great retailers especially uh the natural market for us we speak the same language beauty supplies are starting to open up to organic products which is great and we are all about you know training and education so we are. We do a lot of demos. We do a lot of um, dinner trainings. We we go on on to this like we go to the stores and we you know train their staff. So I think that um, they they accept us very well. Also because of how we are willing to educate their staff to work with them. We 
we we like to be real partners. You know, it's just we don't see them as just our retailers. Oh, they're just accounts. No, they are partners. So we we feel like we have a close relationship with most of our distributors, retailers, and that makes a big difference. I think when you're when you're close and when you're open and when when you're very approachable, if they have any questions, if they need anything, we're always here to provide them with whatever we need with marketing materials, with training materials, with, you know, free samples. And, and I think it's, it's, it's great. I, I, I mean, I love our retailers. I think we have a great relationship and we, we support each other. We help each other a lot grow. So that's why I think we, we grow together because we have this really open and close relationship. No, I love that. That's really good advice to to other vegan brands who want to get their products into retail outlets. Is to I love that idea of building those long long term relationships and, like you say, building a true partnership. What are some of the challenges? I can imagine, like being in forty countries, mate. What are some of the challenges involved in national and international distribution? Like, what are some of the things to that people need to, to you know business owners need to be aware of or take into account when uh, you know trying to get that kind of national and international distribution? I think we need to first of all understand how each country works customs obviously um the culture of each country how they do business uh which products work well in which country because sometimes you know like for example in in northern europe we have more blondes in brazil we have more dark hair so we're not going to be selling the same colors uh, uh, more like we sell in brazil you know, the darker colors in Northern Europe. So I think that um, the ingredients, there are lines that we have that sell better in Europe. There are lines that we have that sell better in Japan. And there are, are products that sell better in, in Brazil. So we have to to be very flexi- flexible, learn how to adapt to each culture and listen. Listen to what the distributor is telling you. This works in my country. This works in my territory. This doesn't. So I think this, I think everything is about like an open communication and knowing your market. You need to know where you're, you're stepping in. You know, you you can't just assume that it's going to be the same as what you're doing locally in, in your country or region. So I think that's, that's an advice that I would give to, to people that are starting to export and, and also, um, know the, the the costs of each country because sometimes um there are countries that have more like custom costs and it's more expensive to to sell there or you know the exchange rate there's there's a lot of things to consider and i think that the most important thing is is to listen to to the distributor that you are um, starting to work with because they know their market very well they know what they're talking about yeah, that's fantastic advice. That's excellent. Thank you. So the fact that you've grown, you know, now you're in 40 countries, um, obviously you've got a team. Um, so how many staff approximately do you have, Wanda? We have in Brazil approximately 150 people that work directly for us. And then in the United States, we have uh, a smaller team, but we have about like 15 people working at the office, but then we have 30 people in, in the field selling and we have, we have about 40 demos. So wow. it's, that people, it's, wow. Yeah. People that go out and demonstrate your product. Yes. So wow. di- directly and indirectly, I, I would say we have about 220, 30 people that we, that we work with, but not everyone is like, staff some people are independent like independent sales reps and everything but we there's there's a lot of people involved it's a good team yeah it must be I'm sure to be (laughs) so successful so how do you go about finding and keeping experienced and motivated staff I think the most important thing is to apply your values to your entire business so uh it wouldn't, it wouldn't be fair for us to, you know, talk about veganism and being natural and organic if we don't do the same with our team. Our team 
is not there just to do their job and leave. Our team is part of our family. So as, as we see it is whatever we practice at home, we try to, to practice at the office also. At our office in Brazil and in New York, we have a vegetable garden. We give the staff yoga classes, cooking classes, vegan cooking classes. We have it once a month. We have massage therapists coming in and massaging everyone because I think it's very important that they they understand the the concept behind what what the product is. So they're not just like when we have massages, cooking classes, everybody from administration to warehouse to picking packing, everybody, you know, at the at the off in Brazil also even um, the ladies who clean the office, they all participate together. There's no uh, separation. Oh, you're the director, so you can't participate. Or you're, you're, you're at the warehouse, you can't participate. Everybody participates together as a family. So I think that teaching our staff, we don't require people to be vegan, of course. We don't want you know to change anybody's lifestyle. But I think it's our obligation to show them what veganism is, what it's all about. So we have also um, days where we have movie sessions and we show them movies about, you know, how to preserve the environment, how to recycle. We teach them everything. So we're, everybody is, is synced. We're all on the same page about, you know, what we're doing, why we're doing it. So I feel like, like even our warehouse members, sometimes we're packing in order for you know a customer from the e-commerce and they they come up with ideas they said oh because we're vegan how about we send them this vegan recipe that we did let's print it out and this is coming out from my marketing team this is coming from my warehouse team that is just picking and packing the product shipping it out and thinking oh i learned this in cooking class maybe this customer who is buying this specific product will like it so it's great. We work together as a team and we understand the the concept behind veganism, natural, giving back. And they participate. When we do uh, volunteer work, everybody participates. Everybody wants to volunteer. And it's it's just beautiful. I think we we have more than uh like we we're not a, we don't consider us ourselves just co-workers. We consider ourselves a family. And that's how we call each other. Whenever we um, send uh, like cards to each other, because we always celebrate everybody's birthdays, we have cakes. We're a very festive company. We we make sure to <laughs> always celebrate something. You know, like one day we decided to have International Day because we have a very international um, team in our office. So we had you know people bringing food from China, from Brazil, from Dominican Republic, and Trinidad, and just um and polish food and irish food so it's it's really we we work i mean we have a lot of responsibilities we, we are committed but we try to to have fun we love what we do and we try to to understand each other i mean like really understand each other and our customers why is this customer buying this product and our yoga classes are just fantastic. We love it. And at the end, at their relaxation, we always end up falling asleep, <laughs> which is, <laughs> it's funny. We all, like the, the instructor is waking up each one of us like, okay, now it's time to go back to work. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. I mean, I think you could, you could teach corporate like organizations so much, you know, they try desperately you know, to create that kind of culture and you've just like nailed it. I mean, it sounds like a wonderful place to work. Yeah, know, I, I enjoy myself. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy myself. Uh, Go to our Facebook page. You can see, you know, we put we post pictures of our staff having yoga. We have little videos, and it's it's just so uh, fun to 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 watch. And my friends in Brazil, they call me and say, 
Oh, when when are you having yoga? Because I'm going to be in New York at this date. Participating <laughs> your yoga class. It's so funny. Oh, I can imagine. I bet your staff absolutely look forward to going to work because it sounds like a wonderful environment. That's really inspiring. So I really hope that people take note and you know um, have your company as a role model when they're they're looking to build their company and grow it because that's really wonderful. Now we touched on this a little bit earlier about you touched on a little bit about um, uh, not thinking so much about competition but more as collaboration yes. um so and I, I um tell us a little bit about um your your thoughts on that and because I think you you also par- um partner with I believe like local cotton farmers yes, um, yes. in your area which I think is really fantastic so, so talk to us a little bit about competition versus collaboration okay um I think that a lot of natural organic vegan companies are small a lot of them they're not huge corporations. Some are, yes. Some are, are, are big. Some were um, purchased by other big corp- corporations. So they have huge marketing budgets and they and they can do so much. So when you are small, you need to, to, to be able to do so much marketing-wise and, you know, grow in the market. You need to collaborate. You need to, to get together with other small companies to become you know, a little bigger than what you are. And we, we partner with the, the cotton, the organic cotton um, products that we have. They're actually communities in the Amazon region that we help. So we have a very, very, very tight, small margin that we put in their products, but we want to help them market whatever they do. So these are our poor communities that started to, to make handmade um, it's called Handmade, the section in our website. And everything, the jewelry, the toys, the bags, the purses, they're all handmade by small, really small communities. And we purchase it from them. We sell it on our website in, in, in a way that we can um, not only give back, but uh, we want to launch them in the market. We want to help them, you know, grow and become a, 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 a company and not just a little small community that is, you know, struggling to get, you know, food on the table. We want them to really, really grow and expand. So we we sell their products on our website. We sell their products in Brazil. We have a store and a day spa in Brazil, so we sell it there also. And we also partner with other small companies. Like we started in Brazil collaborating with a company called BioArt, and they sell uh, makeup made clay based amazonian clay based and we sell their products and we sell their products in our our website and our stores it's a small company but it's growing it has a huge potential so we try to do that and other suppliers as well and and you know sometimes we do events together trade shows we we collaborate as best as we can to 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 be able to do other marketing um actions that we wouldn't be able to do alone. So I think that's a that, really good yeah. point, actually. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think sometimes people don't think about that too much. It's that very much, well, oh, okay, they're in the same business to me. You know, I've got to do something separate. But you can, you're right, you can actually achieve, um, you know, a heck of a lot when you, uh, you know, you come together because then yes. you, you become a kind of bigger force. So I, I really like that you've you've shared that. So obviously now in the, as you said, the natural beauty um, products industry is is growing now. It's more popular and, you know, the whole organic, even vegan is, is cool nowadays, which is great. Yes. Um, so, how do you go about standing out? Um, uh, you know, uh, and and you know, positioning yourself as as unique to maintain a steady flow of customers, both perhaps within the vegan business arena, but also you know, in the more mainstream, more natural um, consumer market. I think we stand out first of all by the quality of our products, and it's not just a good quality. Not that we just use good ingredients. Our products have high performance. So when we promise this is going to cover your grace, it will cover your grace. You don't have to apply it five times to see that it's going to cover the grace. First time you use it, it will do what it promised. And I think that um, sometimes the natural market focuses more on the ingredients and not so much on the performance. And it's not and, and for hair color, it's really challenging because for you to get the right natural 
um, pigments to color hair, it's really, it's really challenging. And, and for you to perform like so quickly, it's also challenging when, for the natural world. So I think that um, the quality and the performance are, are key uh, to our success because if you, if you use, let's say, a moisturizer on your skin that has amazing ingredients, a lot of nuts and oils, natural, but then your skin is oily and you feel, you feel oily the whole day, it's not <laughs> pleasant, you know? Although that, that product is good for you, it's good for the environment, it's good for you, it's not pleasant. So I think the secret is finding this, the right performance that you are able to, to, to really give your customer a, a cosmetic, a beauty product, and that she will feel good all day because, of course, you feel good about yourself when you're using your vegan product. But you don't want to be oily and sticky. You want to have soft skin. You want your skin to smell good. Sometimes you use um, nuts or oils that don't smell very good. And I think that it has to be a complete product. It has to have quality, good ingredients, performance, has to be safe. It's, it's, it's not easy. I, I know um, that a lot of companies struggle because we struggled as well and we still struggle. It's not easy for us. It's not like, you know, magic. Oh, it happens. It's, it's, it's a good product. No, we struggle to get the products to be, to be, you know, the quality and performance that our customers expect. But I think that's the real secret. I think if you have a good product, yeah, the, the, Making your customer try it for the first time is the biggest challenge because sometimes they used others that didn't work. Oh, but is this going to work because I used others? And then as soon as they use it and they like it, that's it. This customer will be ours <laughs> forever. Exactly. They, yeah, they that's so it. true. That's so true. I can really relate to what you're saying. I know I've tried certain kind of, you know, natural products and they tick all the boxes, yes. but like they're just a pain to work or they're, they're too kind of, I don't know, they're um, crumbly and, and awkward exactly. and you're just kind of like, oh, so I think it's a really good point, actually. I really appreciate you sharing that. That's a, a really wonderful nugget of uh, advice. So, and who are your main demographic in terms of your customers, Wanda? And, and approximately how many are vegan? Like what percentage are vegan that you know of anecdotally? Um, I don't have the exact percentage for you, but, uh, I would say most, uh, they're not mostly vegans cause vegan is, it's more challenging than being a vegetarian. We have a lot of vegetarians. We have a lot of vegans, more vegetarians than vegans, but we also have, uh, people who are not vegetarians or vegans that are just trying to start a healthier life. And they want to, they're concerned about, you know, using or, more natural products, organic. And we have a lot of, of mothers, a lot of expecting mothers that are saying, listen, I, I, I have gray hair and I don't want to like go through my pregnancy with gray hair. Can I use the product? We always tell them you have, you have the list of ingredients right here. Our website is open with all the ingredients. Ask your OBGYN because each pregnancy is different. Each person is different. And most OBGYNs, they recommend, they say, yes, you can. You can color your hair with Surya Brazil or allergy clinics. We have so many customers now that are complaining that, oh, this product never gave me an allergen. Now I'm having allergies. And we are also, our, our henna creams, our colors are also certified gluten-free. So we have celiac customers. We have... It's just, it's so many people that have, you know, like each one has uh, a concern. So some are allergies, some are, I'm expecting a baby. Some are saying, oh, you know, I just, I want a healthier lifestyle. And the, and the vegetarians who are like, yeah, we're looking for vegan products. So... Fantastic. So just on the, the vegan aspect, um, what about, tell us about your use or your choice of the, the word vegan, to, whether to use that on your marketing or marketing or how much to use it, how prominently, because everybody's got, you know, different um, opinions on this. And I, I love asking people this because they get so many different answers. So tell us a little bit about your choice of using the word vegan. Okay. I think uh, when we say our company is vegan, the products are vegan, obviously we do not test on animals. We do not um, use any animal products. But more than that, I think 
what makes us vegan more than not testing on animals and not using animal products is what we do for the animals. So I think our, our Surya Solidarity division that rescues animals actively, and when I say actively, it's almost every single day because whenever a customer finds a lost puppy, a lost cat, some animal, like we have even pigeons with broken wings, everything, <laughs> that all the animals we rescue on, I would almost say daily basis, I think that's what makes us more vegan, how active we are in protecting these animals and taking care of the animals. And a lot of animals were unable to, to you know, get adopted because who wants to adopt a pigeon with a broken wing? So this pigeon with the broken wing is right now at my mom's house because nobody wants the pigeon. So right. that's, that's, that's what we do. We rent it out a farm close to Sao Paulo where we put 11 pigs that we rescued that started as little piglets and now they they each weigh 400 pounds and <laughs> I think I think I saw one of them on your on your website. You saw. So what, what, yeah, they were gorgeous. So yeah. I guess what I'm getting at is that you don't shy away from the word vegan because some companies, you know, are kind of like, oh well, no, we, we won't use the word vegan because it might scare people away. Maybe we'll oh, use no. plant based. So you're you're obviously proud to use the word vegan, and it obviously hasn't impacted negatively on the growth of your business. Never, 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 because we are not we're not making products just for vegans. Veganism is is what we believe in. And it's not just like I told you, ingredients or testing. It's really doing something for the animals, really protecting them, taking care of them, adopting them, rescuing them, helping. So I think that's what veganism is all about, is when you when you have this love for animals that you want to keep on like on a regular basis, consistently on your in your life taking care of animals. Um, I wanted to be a vet before I started this company, but of course things change a little bit for <laughs> me. But I, I am crazy about animals. My house is a zoo. My mom's house is a zoo. And we, I mean, no, it, your places are much nicer than zoos. No, sorry. I mean, I, I, I always say this because my friends tell me your, your house is a zoo, but you know, thinking about zoos, zoos are horrible because they, exactly. they put <laughs> my animals, they sleep on my bed. My couch is at home. They're for my animals. They're not for me. Sometimes I get home and I'm like, is there any space for me over there? Because they're all, you know, they take over the house. So, yeah, I, no, no cages in my house. <laughs> Fantastic. So in terms of marketing your business, Wanda, obviously, you know, you started out kind of pre-internet or just as the internet was taking off and certainly no social media. So talk about some of the marketing strategies you've used in the past and that you, you're using now that are, are most effective. Yeah, we we use, of course, in 95, there was, especially in Brazil, things come a little later to Brazil. At that time, things came a little later. Now with technology, everything happens all over the world at the same time. But at that time, we invested a lot in demos. We had a lot of education programs, a lot of trainings. And, of course, we couldn't afford TV or radio or magazines or anything like that. So our main partners were our retailers who supported us, who believed in us, um, the ones who did believe in us at the time that didn't think we were crazy and dreamers. Uh, <laughs> and I think a lot of word of mouth, a lot. I remember that um, when sometimes we had customers who called us and said, I don't know how to use this product. And we tried to explain over the phone and they were like, nope, still don't know. I remember driving uh, to people's houses and teaching them myself how to use the product. I would apply, wow. I would apply the product on their hair in their house. I remember like in their bathroom sink I was working on their hair <laughs> that's dedication wow <laughs> yes, we really really believed on what we were doing and we said you know what if she can't understand over the phone it's it I thought it was my job to go to her house and teach her and from there we got people like just you know word of mouth spreading the news. Oh, you know, the owner of the company came here and applied it in my hair. <laughs> and so I think that was like, you know, our, I think our commitment, our level of commitment with what we believed in was so high. And so it was, it was so strong that 
I think our customers, when we were face to face with them, they could see that, you know, they could understand, no, they're serious about what they're doing. They believe it. So I think that's a little contagious when you, when you, when you're so passionate about something, it, it, other people start to become passionate with you, you know, and when they see that, oh, wow, it really works. They, 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 they really get involved. It's, 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 it's nice to see. It's, it makes, it makes, it made us very happy. I remember driving to people's houses and, and at the end it was like, oh, my job is done. I feel so accomplished. You know, I, <laughs> I, I would go, I would go home happy. Plus Brazilians are very friendly. So, you know, at the end of the day, like I went for an hour and I would spend hours there because, oh, let me, you know, make you some tea. Let's have some cake and let's talk. And then at the end, you're like, you become friends. So it was, it was a very, it it was, it was fun. It was challenging, but fun. And do you find that you've been able to transfer that kind of that passion uh, through to say marketing, say through social media? Um, I think sometimes, yes, we do. We try to, uh, it's very, for me, I'm a very, uh, I have to be, you know, it's very hard for me this whole virtual thing, because I think that the face-to-face relationship is just so important and, and precious. But I think through social media, we try a lot and we've had a lot of engagement. Uh, and it, we've been going organically. We're not investing. We don't have a million dollar budget on social media. We, you know, we have our, our community that loves Surya Brazil, that participates and that engages with us. And I think that sometimes we, we, we really do get this engagement most of the time, I would say. Of course, there are posts, there are, you know, things that happen on social media that it's, it's really hard to compete in this social media world because there's some really cool things happening all the time. But I think that uh, most of the time, yes, I think we're very successful and we have great partners like we have... Um, I wanted to say earlier, and I didn't, but Australia is a great distributor that we have. Not only are they very, um, of course, um, they work amazingly. They they have a really good work ethic, and and they get the product out there. They are as passionate as us, and their lifestyle is very similar to us. The farm that they have, and the way they live, and and I, I love their social media. I always tell them, I'm going to copy some ideas from you. You guys are great. <laughs> they are, actually. I met Jan and Leslie recently. Yeah. Actually, they came to an event that I hosted for vegan business owners and entrepreneurs. And, you know, they've been doing this for like 25 years yeah. and they're amazing. And, I yeah, we just started following one another on social media. And I'm like, like one of them put a really cool picture of a beautiful sunset. I think I was like, oh, that's lovely. <laughs> it's really nice. They are so um, amazing with everything <laughs> they do. And then. So I think that we have such good partners and we do so many things together that I think that really, really helps. I am very pleased with with where we are right now. Of course, we always want to grow. We're welcoming new retailers and everything. But I am very pleased with the level of engagement we have with the customers we have um, now. You know, the level of engagement is really good. And we are not a page like that has a million likes on Facebook, but the people who do like our page, they are very involved. We get like spontaneous good reviews. We get spontaneous calls, like people calling us and saying, you know, I'm just calling to say that I'm really impressed. You guys did a really good job with this product, with that product. And we're like, wow, like, you know, we have our our customer service reports of calls that we get. And I'm looking at the percentage of people that are, you know, calling just to give us a compliment. I'm like, wow, I I wonder, I want to ask my other friends who have companies how many compliments they get on their customer service. Because usually you're waiting for somebody to call and complain. Oh, my order didn't get here on time. (laughs) Or, oh, I didn't get this or that. But no, we have, I mean, of course we have people who call and, and question and ask, oh, how do I apply? How do you do this? But the level of satisfaction is is very pleasing to me. 
Very oh, that's good. fantastic and well, really good. And it's, as you said, it's far better to have, you know, a lower number of people but who are really engaged and actually love your brand. And I think that's becoming so true nowadays that, you know, if you have got a million likes on Facebook, you know, people don't really care about that so much. They care about how others are interacting with your brand, particularly their yes. peers. So it sounds like you've really got a, a handle on that. It's wonderful. So for those people, you've been doing this for 20, 21 years now, Wanda. So what advice can you give to, say, people who, you know, perhaps at the beginning of their journey, journey you know they're keen perhaps they're in a day job at the moment and they want to start their own business and of course run it on you know ethical principles on vegan principles what advice can you give to them I think that when you're when you want to start your own business and you're looking for something to start a lot of people they are looking for what what is profitable what is going to make me successful what is going to um, sell what's not going to sell all these points are very important, but I think that the most important thing is what am I passionate about? Because if you're not passionate about what you're doing and you're just thinking about what's sellable, what's, you know, what's the trend in the market, if you're, if you're thinking about that, it's very likely that you are going to have more challenges and struggles than if you just you know, dive into something that you're passionate about because your passion is your drive and your passion will take you to the next level. If you're, if you're just going with what you think is going to be profitable and trending, uh, I have, I have, I have a few concerns about that. I, th I think you need to be passionate because it will maybe take you a little uh, longer than you expect but if you truly believe in this and it's 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 you know it's good for the environment you're helping people you're you're doing if you're doing good and you're structured you're organized just go go with your passion I think that's that's the most important thing of course a company is not only about passion because you need to be organized you need to be down to earth you need to know what you're doing you need to have a business plan everything is very important you have to be very you have to have your feet down in the ground you can't you know just dream <laughs> but the passion is the drive i think that you need to really believe in what you're doing i i've seen so many businesses take off there are so many businesses that i admire and that started so tiny and with a passion, you know, I, I think that, uh, at Anita Roddick, when she did the body shop was her story is beautiful. And I, I remember it was very inspiring to me because she started so small, you know, uh, uh, she was also a woman at the time alone and starting a business. It was very challenging for her, but these challenges, they make us learn so much and grow um, so much that it's, it's, it's worth it. You know, it, the more challenges you have, the stronger you get and you, you will learn from, from your obstacles, from, you know, the issues you're going to, to, to face in the beginning of the business. The beginning is not easy whenever, you know, we say, Oh, this is, we, we did well. Okay. But there were so many times that we, sat down and we're like oh my gosh what are we gonna do you know this is this is more challenging than we thought but and not giving up you know be persistent I think persistence determination is so important as well and and get yourself organized down to earth don't you know if you have a, a another job don't leave it like that just wait until you're established because it's it's, I mean, it's not easy. It's a very competitive market because even the natural market, I think we compete a lot with conventional products as well because, uh, I mean, everybody's is, is fighting for market share. So I think it's, we have to take that in consideration also. Yes, there Absolutely. is collaboration, but there is competition and you need to, you need to be very well structured so that you don't fall you know mm, I love that and you've given so much advice there you've even covered some of the things I was going to ask you around like the qualities that you need like you say persistence and determination which is um, fantastic so I guess really the the final question then really is what's the long-term vision for Soraya Brazil and yourself uh, what we see for Soraya Brazil is we want to continue expanding 
you know, our countries, our exports, our retailers, because although we are in, in 40 countries, not meaning that we are in 40 countries doesn't mean we are in all the retailers we want to be in these 40 countries. There's a lot to expect, a lot to grow. We have so much work to be done. I think we need another 40 years to, you know, <laughs> to, to, to maybe reach what, we, what, what, we're, what we're looking at now. But um, I think I, what, the more we grow, the more we're able to give back. And of course, I love from, that. That's, that's such yeah. good advice. I just wanted to just, just point that out, right? And make sure that listeners really get that. I really like that because sometimes with like people, who, if they come from an activist background, they have maybe some issues around money, you know, yes. and, and you know business and what have you. And I think that's a really great point that you've just made there, that the more you grow as a business, the more successful you become, the more you can give back. That's really great. True. And I think that... Um, like, okay, if you, you want to expand, you want to grow, you want to give back. But I think the secret for all of this is keep your company, keep yourself as transparent as and honest as possible, especially be honest to your values. Don't change that. I see a lot of companies, um, sometimes they're struggling financially or they're struggling in some kind of way and they get investors in and then the company's value starts, you know, changing a little bit they start shifting more towards the profit or shifting more toward it i my my advice is keep your values strong always because if that's what made you successful in the first place if you change that it won't make you you know you won't continue to grow successfully because it's that it's it's the values that make your customers engage. The values, of course, the performance of the product. Don't change ingredients. Don't change. You know, on what's working, don't change. So I think that's very important to take in consideration and be transparent with your market because your market deserves the transparency. And if you are growing to give back, show how you're giving back. Always, it's very important. It is. And that's why I love like it's actually really entertaining, like going on your website. I actually spent quite a bit of time on it because I'm like, oh, good. There's a little video here and then there's these pictures here. And it does. It was like, you know, it, you can really see that, you know, and that you're you're doing you're walking your talk. You know, you're you're doing what you're, you're saying you're doing. And it's just a pleasure, I think, to, for people, um, you know, if they're looking and that they, they can feel really good about, as you say, buying the product because it's good quality. That's kind of taken as red. We expect that. But all these other things, um, you know, it really does add to. Um, you know, to a, an ethical brand to, to make people want to uh, to buy from you. So that's wonderful. I absolutely Thank love you. what you're doing. I'm so happy to <laughs> hear about your company. And Wanda, you've shared so much uh, really valuable insights oh. today. Um, really appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. And it's a, just, just an honor to be in your show. It's an honor to speak to you. And it makes me so happy that you went through our website, that you like what we do, because we we want to make people happy. That's that's you know a big goal for us. We want to make the world happy. You know, the environment, the animals, everyone, everyone happy makes me happy. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm very happy too. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. So that was Wanda Malhotra from Surya Brazil. You can find out more at suriabrazilproducts.com. And that link is on the show notes page at veganbusinessmedia.com forward slash podcasts. Now for our vegan business news roundup. A retired boxer has opened a vegan pop-up restaurant in Liverpool in Northern England, reports the Liverpool Echo. Joe Ainscough first decided to cut meat out of his diet after learning about veganism from fellow boxer Tony Moran before eventually eliminating all animal products from his life. Ainscough decided he no longer wanted any part of harming animals and put his newfound passion into creating plant, and that's spelled P-L-A-N-T, but the A is upside down, so it looks like a V. And plant is a pop-up food stall and eatery that launched in August at a local festival. People have been queuing up to try the food by Venezuelan chef Chris Pulido and Ainscoff is planning to be at the Christmas markets in Liverpool's city centre from November. He's also finalising a permanent site for the restaurant. 
how great is this? I love how open-minded this guy is to, to vegan principles and that he's found a new career outside the ring. And you can find out more about Plant on its Facebook page. Moo Shoes in New York is about to reopen after being closed for renovations and with something extra. As well as keeping the store's fabulous range of all-vegan footwear, owners Erica and Sarah Kaberski are unveiling a vegan grocery store at the premises on Orchard Street in Manhattan, reports One Green Planet. The renovations involved bisecting the current unit to make way for Orchard Grocer, which will comprise an all-vegan deli, dry goods and even soft-serve ice cream. And if you're a regular at Moo Shoes and you're wondering what's become of the store cats, they've been staying with a staff member until the renovations are complete and will return to the store soon. I'm so happy to hear this. I've been to Moo Shoes a couple of times and I always enjoy saying hello to the felines as well as buying new shoes or boots. Great to know that I'll now be able to sit down and enjoy a snack after shopping. This is a great new development for these enterprising sisters. American actor Karuchi Tran has teamed up with Colourpop again to create another collection of lip cosmetics and they're vegan, reports Bustle. This second K-pop collection features three different ultra-glossy lip colours and an ultra-matte lip. Bustle reports that according to the company's Snapchat, each gloss is designed to match the ultra-matte lip colours from their previous collaboration with Tran. The products are also affordable, four lipsticks at just $6 each. So this is brilliant news. As you know from previous episodes, I've reported on several cosmetics brands making their products vegan, and it's so good to see this trend continuing. Vegan chef, consultant and writer Greta Storr, popular with the vegan community in Budapest, Hungary, has just opened a vegan restaurant a few metres away from Arani Janos Street metro station in the downtown area, offering breakfast, lunch, coffee, sweets and sandwiches, reports We Love Budapest. Well, I love Budapest now too. (laughs) The new eatery is called Great Bistro and not only does it offer a delicious array of dishes, it also takes sustainability seriously with cups made from corn that supposedly decompose after three hours. Better make sure you drink your coffee and other beverages on time. (laughs) At the moment, the eatery is open until 4pm, although longer opening hours are on the cards, along with pop-up cooking classes. Glasses. It's so lovely to see vegan living growing in different parts of the world. And it also goes to show how you can expand your offerings as a service provider. So Greta had spent six years raising her profile and building her reputation in Budapest's vegan community. And now she's got a ready-made flow of customers for a new venture. Finally, Food Network in Canada ran an article listing the 10 best Canadian vegan bakeries. It's a lovely piece which gives a summary of each bakery and a fantastic photo of a mouth-watering vegan treat available at each one. Now, the reason I include this in the Vegan Business News Roundup is, again, to draw your attention to the popularity of these list-type features, particularly in online or print publications. It's a great promotional opportunity for you as a vegan brand to be included, and it's an easy feature for a media outlet to run. Make sure you have plenty of great photos of your product, whatever it is, because nowadays media outlets don't generally tend to have a budget to send out photographers. And as I say in my media training, the easier you make a journalist's job, the more likely you'll get media coverage. And having good quality photos of your product is essential. You can find out more PR tips like this in my book, Vegan Ventures, Start and Grow an Ethical Business and also in my media training webinar, How to Get Media Coverage for Your Vegan Project or Business, both of which you can find out about at veganbusinessmedia.com. So that's it for this episode of Vegan Business Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving it a review and a rating on iTunes or any other platform you're listening on. 
I'm Katrina Fox from veganbusinessmedia.com and I look forward to catching up with you in the next episode. Bye for now. 